welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 23 forecast with me, Gav. And we haven't seen him since, uh, or heard from him since November of last year. Scott! Welcome back, Scott. Thanks, Gab. Gab. <laughs> Forgot your name. It's been that long. Wow. I've forgotten your name. Wow. Let's hope that's the only thing you've Gavin, forgotten. not Gab. Okay. How are you? Doing quite well. There was a little period of time, you know this, we had COVID at almost the same time. Mm, yours was a lot worse than mine. Mine took a little bit longer to get over, but I'm back now. I'm back in the office. It's good to be able to do the podcast again. I've missed this greatly. You've been missed. and uh, it's, a, it's a tough listen when you're not on it, you know? <laughs> Charming. Thanks very much. I mean, uh, we, we won't talk. No, that's, that's a more of a dig at Ben. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Warren did really well. Actually, Warren, I'm just going to say this. If you're listening, Warren, uh, great job. Nick... Awesome job as well. Just your microphone needed a little bit of work, I yeah, think. Yeah, he sounded like he had a severe speech impediment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not his fault. Um, not his fault. Banned for life. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, welcome back. You've been missed somewhat. Um, as ever, admin at the top of the show, um, at Bench Boost Boys is us on Twitter. Uh, send us through your uh, mailbag questions. Yeah, that's what they're called. They're, they're called mailbag questions. I've got no excuse. I've been doing this week in, week out. Uh, we've got some good questions later on, but if you'd like to send your own uh, in future, best place is Twitter at Bench Boost Boys. The website is BenchBoostBoys.club. And if you still haven't joined our mini league, do it. Snake in like that new fella. Yeah. So uh, we realised that... Uh, I, the first I realised was because I dropped a place. And I thought, oh, what happened here? Someone must have scored a bunch of points. Nope, someone's come in and you're, you're welcome to do it. And just Oh, be- yeah, to do it. And, and you know, it'll, it'll be a shame for Dave Paxton, who's been on top of the table for... Since game week, what, one, maybe? Literally. Yeah, and uh, Quentin Dunn, welcome to the Bench Boost Boys League. You've just slotted in at number two. How many um, points behind Dave Paxton is he? Only six, and he's knocked off uh, Neil Thomas, who, who actually gained quite a lot of ground he over... did, uh, but then this week he didn't have a great week, and Dave did. Dave had a great week, 90 points, but so did Quentin, 113. Well, if you want to get involved, the code is q 8 z m to S. Uh, you can also just go to our uh, Twitter at BenchBoostBoys. It's in the bio there and feel free to join. It's pretty stacked in there now. There's, there's another league I want to do a quick shout out to. And, I'm, and I only mention this because I've been in this mini league the whole season. Sure. And uh, they were talking over the weekend about uh, podcasts people listen to. And I said, oh, I only listen to my own podcast because I love the, the sound of my voice. And that's the, um, I think they call themselves the Mike Bassett Cup. Oh, yeah. And they've got the, uh, they've got the, um, Good old Mike the league is the Time for Tonka League. One of the fellas in that league, a guy called Jack, Jack Flux, is in fourth place, a couple of places under me, 109 points, another great score for the game week. Wow. I, I said I'd give those guys a shout out because. Uh, otherwise, they've got no real reason to listen to our show. So, oh yeah, fair enough. You've you've bought their listenership. Um, well, welcome, enjoy, and uh, we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. Well, after a, a brief little jingly jingly, we will run down our game week twenty two performances, how we got on and whatnot, and then, as per usual, we'll do a watch list update followed by a preview of the game week fixtures. Which, as we record this on a, a Thursday night in Australia, it is set to be a standard 10 fixture week. Uh, and then we'll do uh, a rundown of our plans for game week 23. Um, and we'll finish with a mailbag. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Bench boss boys. Feels like a long time since I've asked you how your game week went, Scott, but how was game week 22 for you? Mixed emotions. Okay. Um, we, we, I used my free hit a few weeks ago and then the Premier, FPL Premier League gods decided to gift us all an extra free hit. I think maybe because there were so many cancellations. That's right, yeah. Um, maybe that was what it can. <laughs> maybe we'll get three. Hope so. Um, and, you know, seeing that there were four double game weeks, I didn't really love all of the fixtures, but I did like the fact that Tottenham had two and, and United had two. So... Uh, decided to attack it. You used really the free went for it, didn't you? Yeah, and it it didn't work out as well as I w- would have liked. And I, I know that because uh, I did the calculation. If I hadn't used my free hit, I would have made four extra points. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> um, I had a few players that did play the double, uh, including uh, that did also play the double and do well, including uh, De Gea, Fernandez, uh, and Kane. Kane actually didn't have a double, sorry. He did have a double at the start. So I don't regret bringing him in, but he scored 11 points in one game. Cucurella as well scored three points in one game and two in the other and got a five, which by our definition is a decent enough score. But the rest of my players blanked. De Gea got four, 14 saves across those two games. He's the the, the league's leading uh, save 
the amount of saves in the league, and which is worrying for Man United. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it is strange. And that, that could be the difference between, you know, Man City and Liverpool and, and the other top four teams is they're not being challenged like that. Allison and, and Emerson aren't being challenged at the back like that. Maybe that's a testament, though, to, to maybe why De Gea has got such high ownership because uh, 14 saves equates to quite a lot of saves points. So it was mm. two points per game. So I've got four points for each of those two games and eight points. Finished with a, an overall score of 63 points. Who was your armband on? Uh, my armband was on Ronaldo. Um, As unfortunately he didn't play that first game. I don't think he was yeah, quite fit. Yeah, he, he had the hip impingement. Um, you know, Man United drawing with Aston Villa. Don't know what he what difference he would have made in that particular game. Coutinho made a huge difference in that game. <laughs> yeah. Played incredibly. Um Ronaldo, I believe, was top captain pick this week. 1.55 million, I think. I'm sure all those people would have, uh, in hindsight, liked to have put that on Fernandez, including yourself, because oh, he, he, oh, he ended up with one, great one of the game One of the guys in the in the um, Mike Bassett Cup, yep. the guy that I played against, Captain Fernandez, and that was the, <sighs> that was the difference between us. He, he just wiped the floor with me, but Fernandez had a great game week. Four bonus points across both games, so I think he scored three in the first game with, with uh, two goals yep. and uh, one bonus point this morning. Um you know, he got two goals in the first game, as I said, two assists this morning. He did get a yellow card, so Still, a lot of uh, involvement. A captain armband on Fernandez this week would have got you 46 yeah. points. The, the other one was was Harry Kane. He scored a great goal this morning, got two bonus points and an assist. Uh, you know, Bergwijn, when he came on in well, something like the 85th minute, got a yellow card. Uh, they were losing 2-1 to Leicester, and to turn it around in extra time to win 3-2, that was an incredible game to watch. But yeah, Kane did quite well for me. Looked dangerous all game, but he he dropped a lot of uh, potential bonus points in the bonus point system because of the amount of misses he had. So okay. still trying to find his eye a little bit, but I think you know he's one to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Maybe he's coming back. Add to him life. something called a watch list. A watch list. Uh, so how many points you finish on? Uh, I finished on sixty three. Uh, my overall rank shot up to two hundred and fifty seven thousand. So I've had quite a few green arrows in a row now. So it's still not where I really want to be. I did set a goal at the start of the season to be in the top one hundred k. So yeah, still aiming for that. Um, yeah. Still on 13th in the Bench Boost Boys League. Uh, and yeah, overall pretty happy with the amount of points I scored, but not so happy that I wasted a free hit to get to those points. Yep, I and understand. How did you go? Um, do you know what? I ended up scoring two more points than you, but actually netted out with two less points than you because I did take a minus four this week. Good. I <laughs> I brought in Madison mainly because he was in form and Leicester had two games. But as history tells us, that, <coughs> that game... That would have been my um, transfer. I, and that's why when I said, right. did my calculation of 67, I was originally thinking of Son out Madison in. Which is basically what I did. I did uh, Madison and I went for Jota as well. And I, I got rid of Salah. Uh, eventually, because he'd finally gone to AFCON. And Son, I turfed them out. Uh, and yeah, I was all set or very excited about the fact that Madison had a double game week. He did not in the end. Uh, but that said, he still did okay. He got me eight points. Um, my main performers were Trent, Cancelo, Cody, Madison and Bowen. Um, everyone else pretty much blanked. A strange um, one to see blanking. Granted, they were playing City first was Mason Mount. Yeah, it's unfortunate that. Uh, and then Ant- he only played like nine minutes in the first game. Yeah, and Ant- Antonio as well only ended up playing one game, um, and he got an assist and a yellow card, so I got four. And my armband was on Dennis, and again should have had two games, but one got postponed. Two good, he- two good fixtures too. I know, and he, and he blanked. So I, I did that horrible, uh, <coughs> I did that horrible thing of captaining someone and turning two into four um not quite oh, i know that's, that's well it's exactly not quite as bad as a few weeks back when i captained salah and uh, i managed to double zero points which i don't know if you're aware of this but zero times two is zero um so yeah i'm fortunate with the captain pick but actually that said you know to still end up decently above the gaming average uh, I'm, I'm overall pretty pleased with with how that went it could have been better of course but it also could have been a lot worse so my uh game week rank was like 1.78 mil. Um, Bench Boost Boys League, thanks to our, our newest member, I'm, I'm seventh, so I've, I've not moved. Uh, my overall rank, 138,000. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm on track, because like, the same as no, you. I mean, my, my goal was, was to finish top 100. Yeah, if I was sitting at 138,000th in the world, I'd be pretty, pretty stoked. Yeah, uh, and then my total points is 1364. So it's actually only about, what's that, like 32 <coughs> points more than and, you? And casual listeners, and if you listen to an FAL podcast, why the fuck are you a casual? Casual <laughs> listeners might not might look at 138,000 and go, well, there's still 137,000 people better than you. But 
you got to look at it as, as a percentile. There's eight eight and a half million people playing nearly this game. Nine. So yeah, nearly nine. So you, you're in the top one percent, top yeah, top one much. to two percent there. So that's actually a really good score. Oh no, I'm chuffed, and yeah, I feel like I'm on target, and you know, consistency is a key. So I feel to keep slugging away and get my way into that top one hundred thousand. But yep, yeah, so no complaints from me. And your game week. overall points? What did you say they were? One three six four. So I think I'm literally thirty two ahead of you, which yeah. isn't which is nothing. No, not really. I mean, it's the difference between captaining a, a player that you know scores yeah. double high double figures, so. or, or even generally speaking, it's the difference between me having a pretty dud game week and you having a great one. Um, let's take a break. We'll do our watch list just to catch you up, since you know I haven't been here since November. Um, my watch list is almost like a brand new watch list. Um, it's changed so much in the last few weeks, so I'm not going to do much of the added and removed. It's just going to be a, a list of the the players that I've got my own. Sounds good. Spoiler alert: fresh and invigorated. We'll be back. Bench Boss Boys watch list update. Would you like to go first? I will. Now, I free hit in uh, what two of the players that sit on my watch list, and I free hit them in because uh, what I'd heard on Twitter, what I'd seen in highlights, what I'd seen in stats. Yeah. Those two players are Cucurella for Brighton and Fernandez for United. Mm. Now, Fernandez for United was a bit of a strange one because he hasn't had that great of a season. He had that one fa- uh, fantastic first game, first game. Yeah, yeah, against Leeds. And I guess it was a bit of a risk bringing him in, but they were pretty favourable fixtures. And I think maybe he he played extremely well this morning. Um, maybe it's a testament to maybe the way he changes the way he plays when he's playing with Ronaldo. I don't know. I, but- sometimes I wonder if... Only one of them can have a good game sometimes. That's probably a bit oversimplified. It's, it's weird. But Quick question, by the way. How do you feel about your team now it's reverted to where it was before the free hit? Oh, absolutely fine. Okay. Cool. I'm actually really happy with it. I, I think the only real red flags that I have, literal red flags, are, are Son Hyung min is obviously injured. Sure. Um, I've got a couple of Arsenal players too that have flags, and we'll get to that in a minute, but... We actually will get to that because I do mention it later. I yeah. know, know we say that a lot when we always forget to get we to We promise. It. We promise. We promise a lot. We All right, so very, very rarely deliver. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think we're... Cucurella, though, watching him play, um, he's an exciting player. He's really cool. I, and I, I I had Tarek Lamptey on my uh, on my free hit on the bench as well. Um, he scored three points across the two games. He's looking as uh, quick and as exciting as always, but... Not they don't always deliver points, but Cucurella, um, you know, he's he's constantly cutting inside and getting on the edge of the eighteen yard box, and he's constantly trying to feed balls through to the strikers at Brighton. Um, and I don't know, I think he's a player that people should be keeping an eye on because Brighton are quite stoic in defence. You know, Chelsea aren't the Chelsea that we normally uh, are used to. They're dropping points left, right, and centre. But uh, in, in that particular game, he was uh, all over the park. He, he played quite well. So he's the player that I'm definitely keeping an eye on. He's very cheap. Plays for Brighton. They're good. They're good defensively. He's good attacking. Brighton are doing really well, I think. Fernandez is on there because obviously he had a great performance, and it's you know maybe maybe we do get the Fernandez of last season. Maybe he starts to come out of his shell a bit. Maybe they've he's starting to adopt a little bit better to uh, the new style over at, at United. I don't know what it is, but he played really well. Two goals and two assists in two games. So definitely wanted to add to the watch list. Ramsey for Aston Villa. He looks great, doesn't he? Enough said. Coutinho, he's only just stepped into the fold. He only played, what, 20 minutes in that last game. But he stepped on and he got a goal. And he got an assist that didn't count as an assist in FPL. So anyone that hasn't, that just looks at the stats on FPL needs to understand that Coutinho actually stepped on and he got an assist. I don't, I still can't figure out why they didn't give it. I've watched. There are some interesting technicalities around assists in FPL. I've watched the replay a thousand times. That's a lot. Madison. That's too many. That's way too. It's the whole week basically I've spent watching that replay. Madison is on my watch list because that was my original transfer plan with Son. Um, I will talk about my transfer later, but um, he's really in form, isn't he? Yeah, he may not creep into my team this week, um, just given fixtures. Um, Gallagher again for uh, Crystal Palace, misspelled on the spreadsheet as you can see, (laughs) Uh, but Gallagher is uh, obviously. Still a player that can just step up when when Crystal Palace need him to. He's just a gun. Um, yep. He's going to be world class. Uh, and Jota for Liverpool um, again, sitting in that in that role because I don't know. There's some injury clouds around Firmino, right? Uh, Salah's off at Afcon, uh, so Jota will probably get another couple of games uh, as is Mane. And you never know what's going to happen when they come back from 
Africa. They they may come back with um, you know COVID or anything like that. They could they could pick up injuries in their in their remaining games. So uh, Jota's one to keep an eye on, and he's he, he's good anyway. I've heard he's pretty good at football. Yeah, he's good at football. There you go. All right. Well, um, I'll start with who I've added this week, and it's. I've kept it pretty short and near enough. That I've just seen one of those names on your list. That's a spicy name. All right, so I've gone uh, Bruno Fernandes. I'm not surprised by that because he's on mine. Yep. Go to the last one. Ramsey. Yep, not surprised by that. He's on mine. The one in the middle. And, and I want to talk about him because this fella was yeah. in my game. Uh, it was in my team for the first seven games right. of the season. Yeah. And I thought he's going to have a blind of the season and he didn't. I, I as a... I hate using this phrase. I need to find new words. As a Leeds fan, uh, I have a very love-hate relationship with this person. Uh, I don't know him. I just mean in FPL terms. Uh, yeah, it's Harrison. Obviously, he got a hat-trick. First career hat-trick. Um, it was a good, well-taken hat-trick too. He uh, He's very inconsistent. Harrison's a very frustrating player to watch. He'll either do that or something similar to that, or he'll get annoyed with himself, miss opportunities get caught offside and just have a mare for five games in a row but this one was very much data driven so he's on my watch list because he, he's in form now <laughs> just out of the blue because he got a hat trick so i am keeping my eye on him uh, with regards to who i've removed it's just two people because i brought them into my team jota and madison uh, and then still uh, hovering around on my list um Actually, I didn't even I didn't even bother pruning this, but there's not many names: uh, Saka of Arsenal, Reguilon, Ronaldo, Saar of Wolves, uh, Martinelli, um, Kufal, Gordon of Everton, Ward Prowse, and Edward of Crystal Palace. Gordon's a shit one. Take him off. You'd prune that, surely. Evidence trash. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> those are some broad strokes. Yeah. Uh, you're quite right. I don't have a lot of confidence in Everton right now. Um, but yeah, you know that could wait till next week. It's not that pressing for me to prune that list. But there's still- yeah, another player that I've. Been thinking about a little bit because you know I think Aston Villa, the way that they're playing under Steven Gerrard's quite quite good actually. I think they're a really good side at the mm. moment. Um, Matty Cash, when you look at that right back spot, I think he's got it nailed. Um, there's a lot of competition for that left back spot. Yeah, targets lost that immediately to Digne, but who knows if that will be permanent. There's another fellow that's sitting in that spot as well. There's another one that that occasionally crops up and plays there. Oh dear. Um can't remember his name. But there's a bit of competition for that left-back spot. Not really so much for that right-back spot. So Matty Cash has always been an exciting player. Yeah, I like him. And I should have put him on my... He's not on my watch list. I don't know why I'm talking about him. No, well, you're, you're, mate, you have the freedom to do so. Um, and yeah, you're quite right. They, I don't know if it's uh, the, the honeymoon period still or what, but there's uh, definitely a lot of motivation in that Stephen Gerrard Villa side. So um, absolutely keep an eye on them. And that is the Watchlist update. So we will be back in a moment to uh, have a little rundown at the Game Week 23 fixtures. Bench boss, boys. Okay, so as we said at the top of the show, uh, at the time of recording at least, we're looking at a standard 10-fixture game week. Um, time will tell if it is uh, if it remains that way. One quick thing to actually cross off, and we spoke about this off-air earlier on today, uh, Premier League actually talking about formalising changing how or when or why a game is postponed because of COVID or injuries. Uh, they seem to have finally realised that perhaps some people were taking the piss a bit. We won't go into details, but it might start to change maybe the volume of po- postponements. I probably spent a little bit of time on Twitter looking at FPL managers and going, oh God, we're really We've, we've really up upset the FPL yeah. community. Um yeah, so that, that might change it. What that might not change is the fact that maybe some of your favourite players still might get COVID and not be able to play. So, you know, cancellations might not happen, but it doesn't mean you're, the players in your team are necessarily going to play. But I just wanted to add that in there. Uh, so the first game of the game week is Watford versus Norwich. Um, from an FPL perspective, there's no real sort of injuries or suspensions to worry about at the moment. We obviously know about certain players are away at AFCON. Um I decided to just make a, a quick short list of players who per team are either in form or could be key players for this fixture. Can you define in form? Uh, I'm assuming you have a set rigid statistic. You know I like do. Yeah, you it, know I do. It's is a, it literally the in form and it's over four or something? Uh, at, at the moment, I've actually said it's over three. Oh God, that's not enough. It depends. It could change next week. Why don't we just set it to over five? All right, be a very short list, but we can do that. <clears throat> well, that's what we set well, our ha- own individual... This player did well because he scored five. Yeah. I, I, I reckon from next week then, without, sorry for boring you listeners, but it's like we're having a little focus meeting in the middle of a podcast. I'll meet you halfway, mate. Next week, 
it has to be above four. But for today, um, that means that it's all f- for Watford at the moment. It's all about the forwards. Uh, João Pedro uh, has been doing okay, and then you've got Dennis uh, and King. Um, for Norwich, literally the only player, if you were to consider a Norwich player right now, it's either you know, it's a, you know, the striker. There's no one else you're going to want to go near. Does Tim Krul play for Norwich? Yeah. He might be worth one or two extra save points, but he'll also concede four goals in a game. So yeah, I, I try not to chase the whole idea of save points. Um, but that that's it. Um, I mean, as far as the game goes, I mean Norwich, Norwich won. They won a game the they other did. day. They beat Everton two one. Um, yeah. Weird result. They're, they're now up in seventeenth spot. No, eighteenth spot. Isn't that mainly because Burnley have got twenty thousand games in hand? At least. At least five, because they've only played 17 this season. City have played 22. Most of the teams have played between 19 and yeah. and, and 20. So, so Burnley has certainly got some catching up to do in terms of both points and games. Norwich are absolutely not out of the dock. No. Um, normally, I'd expect Watford to beat Norwich, but Norwich aren't really going down without a fight. Like we just thought they just beat yeah. Everton 2-1. Yeah, so um, it could be competitive. Um yeah. My my only notes on this were, yeah, keep an eye on Dennis and King. Look, I'm never gonna bring in Ya yeah, Pedro. I'm never gonna do it. Um and I'm never gonna bring in Ida from from, from Norwich. But yep. Dennis, you either have him or you or you have thought about bringing him in. Uh, and King, yeah, either have him or Dennis. King's King's a good differential pick if you're particularly in a mini league with a bunch of guys who've got uh, Dennis. Yeah. And you know, it, King, in terms of stats, actually has a higher XG, XA than Dennis does, but Dennis mm. has more goals and more assists. So it's actually quite strange how that stats worked out, but um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are a lot of opportunities going both their ways and yeah. Dennis is just taking his. And I don't know if that makes him a better player, but maybe he just has the luck this season. Points mean prizes, mate. Any any other season or any other podcast episode or any other stage of this particular season this might have been the on match of the week for me but yeah, I really really like watching Dennis play I think me he's too. an exciting player yep. and uh, I'm actually kind of keen to see him stay in the Premier League even if Norwich do go down uh, not Norwich uh, Watford. Watford yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised actually if uh, he ends up going to another Premier League side uh, I would be uh, a bit sad if he left the Premier League but there we go next game's a really interesting one it's the Dinier match it's uh, Everton at home to Aston Villa um, again no real new thoughts around injuries or suspensions there uh, the players that I've kind of highlighted and make of this what you will Gordon midfielder for Everton and Richarlison up front um, given how limited some of the options have been for strikers if you do have confidence in Everton which personally I do not right now um, you could give Richarlison a go I suppose uh, on the Aston Villa side the aforementioned Coutinho definitely now and Ramsey uh, Ings might be a good shout up front is he um, in form is he uh, with my current metrics, yes. Okay. Uh, that, that might be a red flag to your <laughs> metrics there, I think, mate. Well, you know, do your own research. This is not financial advice, etc. cetera. Uh, Martinez, you know, if you're looking for a, a keeper, I mean, obviously, as we talked about at the start of the season, he's five and a half mil this year, so he's not as much of a, a value prospect as he was last year, but still worth looking at. And then... <laughs> not compared to Ben Foster. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Ollie Watkins, uh, which I believe you've got Watkins at the moment, right? I do have Watkins, and I'm thinking about getting another Villa midfielder in. Um, I'll talk about that in my transfer section, but the reason for that is because the fixtures turn really good for Villa after. Actually, I'd even consider probably Everton a decent fixture if they can get rolled by Norwich. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. This is probably catching them at a vulnerable time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think Liver, uh, Aston Villa's Liver, Aston Villa's uh, fixtures are turning really good. Um, and with respect to Everton losing to Norwich, I think potentially. 2-2 two, two against Man United is a confidence booster for Villa, irrespective of Man United's problems. Mm. Uh, it's for, for a team like Villa to come yeah, out and it's, beat, it's a result. you know, draw with Man United. It, it is a result. So yeah. they'll be confident going into this game. Um, you, you've got a player like Dean that if Dean gets to start, you know, he'll want to prove himself against his old club. He he, he might do that thing where he uh, scores a goal and, and won't celebrate out of respect, but... Maybe. Um, that, that whole thing is an absolute clusterfuck, by the way. The idea that they seem to, and by they, I mean the Everton top brass, seem to back uh, Rafa by siding with him and letting Dinier go, and then less than a week later, just getting rid of Rafa as well. Like, they surely, if they knew that was going to happen, they didn't need to get rid of one of their best players. I'm sure they could have kept him. 
I don't know. Now they've I lost. Don't, I don't read the football tabloids. But I, now they've lost both. They lost one of their best players. I mean, they're obviously not too. And upset. their best manager, <laughs> their only manager. Uh, and now it's Duncan Ferguson, I believe, uh, temporarily in charge. And he was he was Rafa's assistant, so I'm not sure what difference that might happen. But obviously, Dunk, Big Dunk is a, a club legend, and Rafa absolutely was not. Um, he was not very well liked by a lot of the evident faithful. Um, well, he was always going to be pushing shit uphill because, you know, he was the manager of Liverpool. Yeah. And in the past had said, he said it was lost in translation, but he called uh, Everton years ago a small club and the fans never forgot that. So I think it's one of those things when the going's People good. don't forget. No, when the going's good, it was good. But as soon as things go bad, they were always going to be on him. So I think that was always going to end like that. I, th- I think for me... I mean, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on either Coutinho or, or Ramsey for this particular yeah. fixture because of what I'll talk about a little bit later with my transfers. But um, yeah, I know, I know I've mentioned it already, but Coutinho, just what a player coming on. Mm. And I think I did see someone, someone actually on Twitter, and we, we retweeted it, retweet, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, what, what do they call it when they do a Twitter thread? A Twitter thread. Um, <laughs> I retweeted retweeted his Twitter thread about Aston Villa assets. Um, and uh, go and have a look at it on our on our Twitter. Have a read of it because he breaks it down really well. And he does like a uh, this is probably their strongest starting eleven. Right. And Coutinho sits there in almost the same sort of position you'd see Jota playing in. And uh, nice. You look at it and you think, yeah, I could absolutely see that being. The best possible could, lineup. Coutinho could, you know, it's early days, but it could end up being quite a dominant midfield choice. Um, other tiny bit of trivia for you, and it's, uh, you know, less exciting, but maybe this has flown under the radar for some people. El Ghazi's actually gone on loan from Villa to Everton. No, I saw that. But he can't play in this game because you can't play against your parent club in the Premier League when you're on loan. But uh, yeah, a little uh, interesting. It went the other way there. Not that we're too interested in Everton prospects at the moment. Um, yeah, I would expect Aston Villa to win this. And um, if you were going more by fixture than form, Ollie Watkins is a good shout up front. And with Ramsey, really like the look of look of him. Uh, I just wonder, you know, he's a young guy. Is it will he continue to get the minutes? Yeah, is he is he guaranteed? His yeah, spot? that that was that's my only doubt. But if it just looks like he literally is, then hmm, might might be a good one to get in. I doubt he's uh, particularly expensive. Um, okay. Next game is uh, Brentford at home to Wolves. Uh, obviously, Brentford just got turned over, um, but your best friend, Tony, got the consolation goal. Yeah, and I, I I had the choice of watching two matches this morning. Obviously, Leicester were playing uh, Spurs, and then half an hour later, uh, Brentford kicked off against United. Yep. The Leicester-Tottenham game was what I was watching, um, and then at halftime, I switched across, um, and I watched a little bit of that game, and I watched... Um, I was paying pretty much close attention to A, Ronaldo, because he was my captain, and, and B, Tony, because he sits in my team as a constant. Mm. Um, and I was really impressed with him. And he, and he was playing off his tits. <laughs> he was just running around. Off his mammaries. Um, and I just, as I was sitting there th- having that thought, the commentators just started saying, this is a Premier League player. He does not belong in the championship. We, we have said this on he's, this podcast. He's probably not... Um, scored as many goals this season. I think he's only scored five goals this season in the league. And they and they said, you know, he's he's probably not scored as many as he expected. Um, but he should be proud of the way that he's he consistently plays with his head up, um, and his chin up, and he's always uh, a player that gives everything. So <clears throat> I think he scoring this morning against United hopefully gives him a little bit of confidence. But he's yeah. going up against a Wolves defence that have been so oh, stoic yeah, been in the last great. few weeks. Um, They've, they they beat uh, Southampton 3-1, conceded uh, just the one goal. Um, and I think in the previous, what, eight fixtures, they only scored uh, conceded about two goals in those fixtures too. So Yeah, well, I've got a bunch of key players actually for Wolves and half of them are defenders. Connor Cody, who's been doing fantastic for me. Uh, Kilman is in there as well. Ain't Nori and uh, Samedo. Uh, and then uh, midfield, you've got Moutinho uh, and Traore even. Not necessarily in super hot form, but doing not surprised okay. to see Saar there as well. The Saar, of course, yeah. Uh, I got Jimenez in there as well because you know if you're expecting uh, Brentford to ship goals, could well be Jimenez scoring them. Uh, on the Brentford side, of course, Tony in there, and then there are other kind of very obvious. You wouldn't uh, get too many points for guessing the three key players for Brentford this sh- uh, this season so far: Tony, yeah, Jansen, and Embuemo. Um Yeah, you're right. Brentford uh, might struggle to score in this one. That Wolves defence has been fantastic. Yeah, I think my only notes in this particular one are around... I mean, I did just talk about a lot of my notes just a minute ago, but uh, apart from that, <laughs> uh, if you've got a, a Wolves defender, I think you need to just start thinking about 
keeping them in your lineup, uh, your starting mm. lineup every single week. Uh, and if you can't squeeze them in because you're playing a 3-4-3 three, three or a 3-5-2, uh, at least have them as your first sub because Wolves yeah. are just going so well defensively this uh, this last. They've got, they're have got they in a purple patch of defence. I've had a couple of uh, times this season so far where I've missed out on points by having Cody on the bench, but I've also had situations where he's been auto-subbed in and I've taken the benefit of an extra nine points. So, yes... Top advice, Scott. Uh, next game is Leeds versus Newcastle. Um, <laughs> My only notes in this. This might be, for me, the yawn match of the week because I have no skin in this game. But okay. where the hell did that come from, Jack Harrison? Um, but you've already talked about that hat-trick he scored. And, and- yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's one to watch uh, along with, you know, the guy's doing okay for Leeds at the moment. You know, Dallas, Click, uh, Rafinha. Uh, nice to sort of see him back. Uh, and actually, The Athletic did a really good article this week, um, which I thought was interesting because where everybody else is, of course, talking about Jack Harrison they actually did a really good breakdown of how important Rafinha was in that game and his contribution which is an interesting point because he didn't score tons of FPL points in that game he wasn't involved in necessarily the things that turn into big FPL points but he was a very important player in that game Uh, and then uh Dan James has done okay. And then, again, if you're looking for a uh, different goalkeeper choice, Leeds fixtures are actually looking all right for the next few games. So Melier is not a bad shout. On the Newcastle side, uh, Sam Maximan's in pretty good form. Sean Longstaff's doing okay. And might be worth a shout, particularly as Callum Wilson's injured, on uh, Wood. Yeah. If you- don't, I don't argue with that. It's a, you know, it's one one to think about, especially considering that Leeds um, concede f- or they have this season conceded a hell of a lot of goals. So going for Sam Maximan or Wood in this game, not a bad shout. Particularly because Leeds often are quite vulnerable from like set pieces and corners, and obviously Wood's about twenty foot tall um, and pretty good with his head. So little outsider tip for you there. Maybe go for Wood in this fixture if you're looking for a, something different up front. Next game is a huge game. United mm. versus West Ham. Very That's massive. important because of how close they, they sit on the table. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess United aren't playing as well as they would probably like. They did just roll over Brentford, but that's not really a massive accomplishment right now. And, and West Ham are playing quite well, and in particular, Jared Bowen. Yeah, West Ham obviously that's a slight wobble losing to Leeds, but... You know, it could have easily been a draw that game. Uh, and yeah, West Ham have a fantastic season. As, as far as any missing players go, uh, Shaw still out with a hamstring injury, 75% chance of playing. Um, Pogba, he's only in there because I think a bunch of dead teams have still got him in their yeah, squads. Pogba's dead to me. Yeah, well. He's dead to all of us. He's been out ages with his thigh injury. He's still got a, uh, well, it's not even unexpect- uh, an unknown date anymore. It's actually 8th of Feb. So he is back soon if anybody cares. Uh, obviously, Ben Rahm is uh, away on international duty. Uh, key players to watch, obvious shouts really. Fernandez, De Gea, Greenwood, Ronaldo. I think Fernandez and De Gea for me. I mean, yeah, I mean Ronaldo's an obvious one, but he's, he's a lot of money to, to park in your Ford lineup. It's Well, at that price as well, line. it's hard to look past the fact that he didn't have a great game week and got subbed off and obviously as you'd expect him to he was not massively pleased about that <laughs> he he was coming off the back of an injury and yeah. with the tight fixtures that the the amount of fixtures we're having at the moment and postponements i'm actually surprised that that happened but fernandez for me yeah. uh, you know it'd be interesting to see how he starts to perform now and and maybe mm. he just had a couple of good games but if he starts to to perform like he did last season. Oh, you wouldn't he, be able to avoid him, would you? No, he's, he's one of those players where just like uh, Salah, you might have to bring him back into your team because last season that was him. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then, yeah, just on the West Ham side, obviously play, uh, players to look out for Bowen, Antonio are the obvious ones. But also Lanzini's been doing bits in the background. Kufau's obviously doing well. And you know what? Even if you're looking for a differential midfielder, Funaus is doing okay too. <laughs> you know, last season, I still remember that Lanzini goal. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I he has his moments, doesn't he? It was crazy. Uh, okay, next. Southampton at home to Man City. Oh, God, this isn't going to go well, is it? Especially no. when... 9-0 to City. Well, <laughs> well, especially considering that one of Southampton's best players this season has been Livermento. He's still on an unknown return date with a knee injury. Um, Wal Prowse is having a good season. Uh, Bednarak's uh, doing okay. I, I really liked him last season, but we're not in last season, Scott. We're in this season. I, I think for me, the only other name on that list that you've got is Breuer. Because yeah. in terms of FPL... Anyone else is a, is it going to be a bench player at, at best? I still, I mean, 
you know, you might have him in your team because he's a, a cheap option. You're probably not going to want to be counting on him against Man City. On the Man City side, uh, you know, key players and informed players at the moment, Lepore in defence, De Bruyne is a good shout. And also I would say uh, this week might be a really good shout for a captain pick. We have got mailbag question later on, uh, which touches on uh, some other alternatives which will be good to talk about uh, Cancelo obviously Edison if you want a more expensive goalkeeper who might guarantee you some points uh, Sterling Foden and Bernardo all good options it feels like it goes without saying a little bit Sterling I think is a little bit of a risk with the amount of money you pour into him for mm. his rotation I think is a little bit of a risk for yeah, me. well the only thing in his favour at the moment is the fact that Mares is away on international duty so there's slight he plays for Algeria I'm pretty sure they came last in their group yeah he's not going to be home this weekend to play though is he no, but it's a lot of money to tie up in one player that that's might fine. get one more week. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then next week, get rid of is him. Is it that, Gavin? Yeah. I don't think it is. It is. And we've talked about this in the past, this idea that we shouldn't get too caught up in if you bring a player in, you've got to have him for X amount of time. Bring him in for a week if you need to. And then get rid of him next I week. I wasn't there for that conversation. I heard that podcast. Well, do you know what? You're, you're cheating you're, on me. <laughs> you're going to see that happening a lot more as well. Suddenly when Salah comes back and all these people who've spent or spread their money elsewhere suddenly want Salah in the team. I've, be- I've, I've, I knew that might happen and I've played it perfectly because even no matter what transfer I do this week, I'm going to have something like six, seven mil in the bank and yeah. I will be able to upgrade any of my midfielders uh, for Salah. Uh, and anyone that hasn't thought about Salah's return, you're insane. You're going to have to pick him up. You need a plan for it. Because I mean, the amount of people that would have just benched him or potentially sold him, his price might have decreased around AFCON and after that first couple of games um, where he scored the seven points and then he didn't play in the second game that Liverpool had. Yeah. His price might have decreased, but the amount of people that are going to be bringing him in when he comes back, his price is going to go back up again. So, yeah, so you need to be ready. Yeah. Uh, okay. Arsenal versus Burnley. Um, no, i got nothing to say about Burnley. Uh, Cornet's obviously away in AFCON duty. I, think I thought he- it was pronounced Cornet. Nas Cornet. Hmm. Um, Arsenal doing all right. I think it's just a mere blip that they lost to City. Their form's actually really good. Well, I knew I had a note about Wood somewhere. It's in this one. Oh, They've yeah. only lost one match in the last five games. We're talking about Arsenal in that sense. And that yeah. was a 2 1 loss to City. And Burnley without Cornet. I mm-hmm. thought it was Cornet. Yep. And, uh, no, it was Cornet. And Wood, who has gone to Newcastle, obviously. Uh, Burnley will probably get done by Arsenal here. Uh, you know, Aaron Lennon is in somewhat of form and Loughton's a good defender, but I certainly would be backing Burnley players myself. Uh, on the Arsenal side, plenty of players doing right at the moment. Saka, who's also got a 75% playing for fatigue, but we'll that see. flag's been on there for a long time. Surely he's had enough rest. It's got, yeah, you've got to be ready now, mate. Uh, Tierney, uh, you know, Lacazette is a potentially another good option if you're thinking of you know fixture. Uh, maybe you could uh, stick him up front this week if you're struggling with your striker options. Uh, Odegaard's doing all right. Ramsdale in goal. Uh, even White all right at the back. And then, of course, Smith Rowe, who's got a groin injury and 75% chance of playing. Yeah, he's got an injury to his penis. Uh, I think a couple of flags on those Arsenal players like Saka and ESR, mm. they're both in my team right now. I'm probably going to put one of them as my first sub and possibly start one of them. Probably Saka because of the fatigue. I think fatigue for me is a little bit... Surely you can get over that. It feels less serious than a groin injury. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. Um, Well, I'm definitely expecting an Arsenal win there. So it'll be interesting to see who does back Lacazette. Uh, Probably won't be me, but we'll talk about that later. Crystal Palace at home to Liverpool. Outside of Gallagher reminding us that he is fantastic, I don't feel too enthused about Crystal Palace at the moment. Uh, Obviously, Liverpool missing a couple of key players. You've still got Edward on your uh, watch list. This is true, but... You you also didn't snip your watch list. So... Also true. Would he have left? I don't think so this week. Edward's doing all right. He's just trying to find his rhythm. Just leave him alone. Um, Feel the rhythm. Liverpool, uh, you know, Liverpool are Liverpool. I don't know if you know that. Um, But yeah, key players. Yeah, fair enough. Crystal Palace, Edward. Keep an eye. There are some... There are some players here that aren't key players. I'm just saying. This is more more just a kind of, hey, if you were dead set that you wanted to include some Crystal Palace players and maybe you didn't want them to be obvious... Fabinho... You could look at Schlupp, Elise, Butland, and Gallagher. Uh, yeah, on the Liverpool side, Fabinho, he, he's, doing, he's got some good points lately. He's doing all right. I mean, this, but not oh, all these guys. Watch this. Not, because he's not pulling up I hate trees. Your, I hate your new system. I hate that you're back. We'll criticise <laughs> it. Alexander-Arnold. You've had no one else Robertson, push back on your ideas. Chamberlain. Jota. Virgil van Dijk. It's Oxlade Chamberlain. He's a hyphenate. He's got two dads. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. It's so nice to have you back. You know what? Just to make you feel more comfortable, the penultimate game 
the game week. I use that word. Leicester against Brighton. Um, Do I not get to talk about the Crystal Palace no, Liverpool game? No, you've lost your privileges there, mate. You've right. wasted. You've, you've used your time. Well, I'd, I'll jump in first before you okay. jump onto your list of players that have so, have played football for these teams. Um, I with Leicester and Brighton. I think obviously this morning I watched the, the Leicester game, so it's fresh in my mind and a little bit unfair. But I did pay a lot of attention to, to Brighton over the over the course of the last game week because I had uh, Cucurella and they did play two games. So uh, Brighton, I think. Um, their defensive players are scoring so many points, not mm. just because of their ability to keep clean sheets, but uh, the strength that they have aerially in in uh, attacking set pieces yeah. is also incredible. Uh, Cucurella obviously is the kind of player that would probably play the ball in during a, an open play style of attack, uh, as is probably Tarek Lamptey. Um, but your other defenders, uh, Burns and your... Uh, you pick, can, pick another one. Pick another one. I can't remember the names. They're just all nameless entities to you, aren't they? Yeah, the, 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 meat. Look at the Brighton Centre backs. I can't remember. I'm, I'm listening to the rain. Um, I've probably got them down here. I've probably got a list of names. I, I, I think that uh, it's easy to write a Webster. team like Webster. Yeah, there you go. It's it's easy to write a team like um, uh, Brighton off, but really they're actually pretty damn good. I think they have punched above their weight this year, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I think they're playing brilliant. And as uh, someone else had put that game against Chelsea where some reports were saying Chelsea have dropped points, actually it felt more like Brighton dropped points. Yeah. Brighton played bloody well. Yeah, I think um, I, this this to me has one all or, or nil and all written all over it. I think McAllister's another player for Brighton that we yeah. need to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, And again, if you, if you think that they might actually grab some goals... Uh, Mal Pace probably your guy up front this week uh, for on the Leicester side obviously Madison's in great form Schmeichel another good option for a goalkeeper uh, Nick and I talked last week about Lookman uh, being you know yeah a, I like that yeah. I like that it's good shout uh, he's getting some game time too uh, I mentioned the fact that Amati's way in international duty Amati's a funny one he's a budget pick midfielder I think he's a uh, enabler because he's 3.8 I thought he was mil. a defender uh, no but he is um Oh, you know, let's not get into that. But he he's only 3.8 mil, but it's worth mentioning because his ownership's relatively high. Uh, Vardy, hamstring injury. He's out for at least a month. Uh, Duffy, ankle injury, 50% chance of playing. So uh, a couple of little niggly bits to watch out for there. But yeah, McAllister is definitely good for man. Madison and Cucurella. So uh, should be should be a decent game that, I reckon. And then the final game of the game week, it's a London derby. Chelsea versus Tottenham. Chelsea... Uh, her fans have imploding. Um, they are obviously missing Mendy. Uh, James still out with a hamstring injury. On the Spurs side, Eric Dyer is still out. And Son is a, obviously still a big absence for Tottenham. Um, interestingly enough, the most informed player for Chelsea is Lukaku. That's wrong and weird and I hate it. Uh, I don't mean like you are wrong. I'm just saying it just uh, feels wrong. Probably also to clarify as well, players who are available to play or not injured. Jorginho, he, he, I mean, I just bought him just me. behind him. I bought in him for I bought him in for my free hit because I just thought he, he's on pens and he, he's yeah. done quite well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a a big game. I actually think Tottenham might beat Chelsea if I'm being honest. And I just just because of the way that Chelsea has been dropping points and the way that Tottenham came back this morning against Leicester, yep. they'll be riding a high coming into this game. Well, anyone with a big bit of money in their bank, which they might have if you're still sat on the fact that you, you know, a lot of people would have got rid of, say, Salah for someone like Madison. So you might have a bunch of money in the bank, might want to roll that on uh, on Kane if you're feeling bold. Goal on an assist this morning, yeah. Because you know, Chelsea are looking slightly vulnerable. Um so, you know, there, there, are, there are a few options there. Um, you, you would expect Chelsea to be favourites, but they are, well, what, how, I think uh, Tuchel put it that they were physically and mentally exhausted. My kind of feeling to that is, I think everyone is, but mm. apparently Chelsea aren't handling that too well. And therein lies the Game Week 23 fixtures, and we will return to talk about our own plans. Plus, boys. What you gonna do when Game Week 23 comes for you? I'm waiting patiently for the uh, press conferences. I want to hear about some fitness um, for two particular Aston Villa players, and that's uh, Coutinho and Ramsey. I'm, I'm not going to pull any early transfers anymore. I've okay. made too many mistakes doing that. Um, I, you know, with respect to postponements and things like that, it's always good to wait as long as you possibly can in the game week. So I'm going to do that. 
Right now, I've still got Son in my team because I did play the free hit. I still haven't taken him out. It's a lot of money to leave on your bench. So I'm going to downgrade him to either Coutinho or Ramsey. Um, and I'm also seriously considering Madison. So it is about the press conference. If yeah. Villa had their game postponed right now, it's it's Madison. Yeah. Uh, if they get if there's an announcement that they're going to be playing an extra game in game week 23, it's probably Coutinho. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Coutinho than Ramsey. Yeah. And I know keeping your powder dry. Uh, so I can't tell you exactly what I'm going to do. And I know actually a lot of the guys in the um, Mike Bassett Cup actually wanted to listen oh, to my Mike plans. Bassett Cup. Mike I, Bassett Cup. I just how much did they give you? I gave them $100. Oh, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> is that how sponsorship works? <laughs> sponsorship. But I, I, I think a lot of them just wanted to maybe potentially hear what my transfer plans were because I'm winning the cup and I think they want to kind of try, oh. bring me down a little bit. Hey, do you know what? So if I can't I, actually tell you guys what I'm doing this week, but I will it. tell if you I, right now my captain's armband will yeah. be on KDB. I would say do it I've, you know, because I don't mind you losing. If it incentivizes people listening to this podcast... Give them reasons to listen. Tell them all your plans. So I'll be captain in KDB and I'm going to have my armband on a different player from a different team. I haven't picked who yet, but all Crypt- I'm saying is is cryptic. not putting it on Cancelo because again, if City's fixture gets cancelled, then I've got no captain. So I think that's just something I'm going to be doing from now on what, moving forward. Okay, but it, let's say no games are cancelled. Armband on KDB. And Cancelo. On the vice. Yep. Okay. But, but, but again... It's just too much of a risk these days the to put the, the armband, I think, on play, two players from the same team. So from now on, I'm going to put them. Yeah. I'm going to put them on two different players from two different teams. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And there are some good options here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, for me, I yeah, I sat here nodding, going, "Yes, yes, very wise. Yes, wait till the press conferences." Yeah, I made my transfer earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like to give uh, two perspectives here. One is reasonable and rational, and the other one is just some dickhead. And uh, you know, you can guess which is which. So I've brought De Bruyne in for Damari Gray because, you know, fuck Everton, right? Um, So De Bruyne is in, um, which also means that I will likely put the armband on him. Uh, I think I've currently got the vice sat on Cancelo. Um, I was tempted to try and make a change in my forward line, but when I looked through the options and the risk to reward ratio, I didn't think it prudent to take a minus four to do that. So with that in line, I'm, a, I'm likely to play a three-five-two. I think it's a Cody, Cancelo and Trent at the back. And up front, it will be Antonio, who's obviously playing Manchester United. And who's the other fellow up front? What's his name again? Um, Dennis. Dennis. I I'll, think f- I'll make Dennis. I think um, <laughs> I didn't talk about my particular lineup, and that's because... Depending on my transfer, either Saka's going to come out of my team right. um, and sit on the bench, uh, or he'll stay in the stay in the team and maybe potentially one of my strikers, maybe Tony. I think they're playing Wolves. Yep. Might uh, are they playing Wolves? Who? I'm I'm lost. Brentford. I'm half asleep, mate. Yeah, they are. Brentford are yeah. at home. So I think I think that might be a bit of a tough fixture for Tony. So I might I might bring Tony on as my first sub and leave Saka on my on my right. lineup. Yeah. So I'm either going to be playing a four three three or a four. Four two, so I haven't really yep. decided. Just fair know. enough. Okay, let's let's do the mailbag. We will, and do you know what? We're yep. going to go rapid fire. Ah. Mailbag time. Okay, we have four questions from. Oh, we've got more than that. Three people, but I've. F, you know FPL teacher. He's a greedy bastard. He's got, he's got about four questions, and he's trying to make it look like two questions. Well, you know, I've got his number as well. He. Uh, he goes around to all the podcasts, which is absolutely fine, you know, and I'm always welcome his questions. Is he and cheating he, on us? And, uh, yeah. And he asks the deepest, most tricky questions. And I quite like that about him. And I hope we do them some kind of justice. I wonder if he rates all the answers and yeah. he has a little, his own little spreadsheet. I just imagine there with a no- notepad and he's just there just tutting and shaking his head. Anyway, I'm wasting time. Pure, we- pure Blood FPL asks the question. It's a really easy yeah. one. A quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. Coutinho or Rafinha? Rafinha. And the reason oh, I, okay. the reason why I said that is on balance. It's literally just because Rafinha has been playing in the Premier League solidly. I know Coutinho did. And he's got a bonus for Leeds players. I prefer <laughs> Coutinho. Yep. Because I just think Aston Villa are a better team than Leeds. That's it. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Ooh, pardon. Sorry. So, yeah, the, the, the squeaky boot. The, yeah. So that's why, that's the only reason. If you were to ask me this question in a month's time, I could answer differently. But right now, Rafinha, just because it uh, feels a little safer. Uh, next question. Are defenders the best captain's options for this game week? Oh, but that's from FPL Canada. Yes, thank you. We have to say their names. Oh, absolutely. Credit, Otherwise, there's no point in asking cre- questions. Credit where credit is They want to hear their names. They want to. Yeah, oh, yeah. your name's up in lights. Um, 
Yeah, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. What was the question? Um, are defenders good captain options this week? I before I decided to bring KDB in, I was it was going to be between Trent and Cancelo for me. They just seemed and that's the who, most obvious options. That's who FBL Canada has said I'll be captaining Cancelo with Trent Alexander and Vice. I think that's actually a, yeah. I've got absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Me neither. And the only reason why I would be doing that if it wasn't for the fact that I've got KDB uh, and you know I might regret it, but I still have that slight bias towards an attacking player with me, the armband. Me too. I have absolutely nothing against uh, captaining a defender, but in balance, if I was to look at my captaincy over the course of a season, 95% of the time, it's a midfielder or a striker. Or at least not a defender. Okay, covered. Next, FPL teacher. If you were to rewrite FDR, fixture difficulty rating, uh, what would you reclassify as a four fixture and what would you classify as a five fixture? I have to tell you... I think there's only two fives for me and that's uh, City and Liverpool. Quite possibly. Um, I don't buy too much into it. I like the fact that a quick glance, like on the app, you can you can look you at like the place. That it's color coded. Yeah, no, yeah, literally. So you can even remove the numbers and just go with the colors. That's helpful. But beyond that, I typically don't put much weight into it. I make my own mind. Up. I put a lot of weight into it. Um, and I would can you say, not make your own mind up. No, I would say right now the uh, the other fours are probably uh, West Ham. Uh, I would say probably still Chelsea, but they're only just hanging on to that rating as far as I'm concerned. And right now, in the form that they're in, Arsenal. And I think the only reason I say that is because of their form right now. Four wins from five games and they've only lost to City 2-1. Yep. Um, and his follow-on question yeah, I was is, say that- how often would you update the FDR? And I think that's a great question because uh, in my mind, uh, it kind of does feed into oh their form right now as a team exactly which is why yeah. I would say every single week or after every single game the reason being because it is not just about the quality of the team it's about the form and it's about the fixture so for instance um, you know if Brentford are playing Arsenal that might be a tougher game for Brentford versus if Tottenham were playing Arsenal. I think over the balance of a season, it might work out, but I think that might skew things a little bit at the start of the season and make casual FPL players. At the start of the season, you would just have to go for the strengths of a team on paper. And then as the season's well, That's going, what I'm saying, but if you change it every week, if if all of a sudden... But it does, it does, I mean, do you know how often they change it currently? Because it doesn't. <clears throat> it's not where it was on the first game of the season. No, but I think that they should probably only change it at the end of each month. Maybe, but there's just so many moving parts. What if you've got a team who hits shit form and has a bunch of key players out injured? Suddenly they're not a five anymore. They might be a four or they might not be a four anymore. Yeah, they exactly. Could be a two. And, and they'll only play two or three games or, f- or four games in the month where that makes it obvious. This is not quick fire. The bonus question was, do you feel, and this is FPL teacher again, sorry, that defender goalkeeper should have a different FDR compared to midfield forward. That starts to get a bit complicated. It does get complicated. I think that's the only reason they don't do it. Yeah. But I, I, would I get say, the sentiment. I would say that Brighton would have an FDR in the back of a four, as would Wolves right now. Mm. Uh, and, but, and yet their oh, attacks yeah. for Brighton, their attack might only be a two. Yeah. And Wolves, it might only be a two. I feel like that is probably more represented by the values of the players, the monetary values of them. But I do get the sentiment. It's kind of cool, just complicated. Um, and as you said, it's probably exactly where they don't do it. Done. We answered the questions. And I think we did okay. Do, do you it. want to do the, all of the admin stuff? Yep, let's do it. So catch us on Twitter. Send, send us your own questions at Bench Boost Boys on Twitter. BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. Uh, the code for the mini league, Q8ZM2S. But don't rewind, pause or anything like that. Just go to our Twitter. It's in the bio there. Join us. Hope you have a great game week. Hope Scott has a terrible game week. Hope I move into first in the world. That That's impossible. Okay, Scott, welcome back. Did you enjoy that? No, I coughed a lot. Uh, don't care. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs>